Hey y'all, welcome to Blomversations. I'm your host, Bren. I wanted to give you guys an update on Girls' Night. It was amazing. (laughs) We had the best time. It wasn't awkward. It wasn't uncomfortable. We just fell back into place and it was amazing. It's hard to describe the connection you can have with someone that you grew up with and that saw you through teenage years and losing your virginity and first heartbreaks and parents' divorces and all of these different milestones in life that really help shape who you are as a person and really help create the way that you're going to be and the way you're going to see the world and the way that you're going to experience life. And so it was really, really fun. I, of course, <laughs> went a little overboard with the spread, but the girls ate and we visited and, oh my gosh, we just spent hours and hours talking and laughing and crying and hearing what the last decade of everyone's lives have been like and just being there for each other. And it was fucking awesome. All of my anxiety was gone the second the first person got there, and I just continued to let it drain and be fine and be comfortable. And I mean, not going to lie, we were sharing stories that some of us had never heard and catching up on things that were like, holy shit, (laughs) this should be a Lifetime movie. You know, there's just been so many crazy things that everybody has gone through over the last decade. And it was awesome to be able to be there and be raw and real with each other. And we already have plans to get together again in January. We wanted to try and do December, but everyone's schedules are so crazy. But we have continued our group chat and just afterwards, some of the girls were pulling up like pictures of all of us from high school and sharing them in the group chat. And I was dying laughing. They're just, we were just babies. (laughs) And I'm sure in another 10 or 20 years, we'll look back at pictures from this night and be like, gosh, we were just babies. But it was amazing. So if any of you have felt that same kind of anxiousness that I was feeling and that uncertainty, I would very much encourage you to take those steps and reach out to whoever it is that you're wanting to reconnect with and see how it goes. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out and you're in exactly the same position that you're in right now. Best case scenario, you reignite a relationship that meant a lot to you previously and have an opportunity to make new amazing memories together. So a couple weeks ago, I had the incredible opportunity to do a photo shoot for Blondversations, and it was so much fun, and it made me feel beautiful and hilarious and talented, and leading up to it, I was really, really excited, but I was so anxious. Everything to do with anything creative I get this sort of imposter syndrome. I start to think like, who the fuck am I? Who am I to write a book? Who am I to have a podcast? Who am I to do any of these things? Like, (laughs) I'm just little old me, you know? And so leading up to it, I went and one of my girlfriends is a phenomenal esthetician and she does 
waxing and eyelash extensions and lifts and tints and makeup. And she's gone to LA and done makeup classes with like Kim Kardashian's makeup artist. And like, she's phenomenal. Her name's Alison Peck. She is Sugar Aesthetics and you should see her. But she did my makeup for the photo shoot. And you guys, (laughs) I felt so beautiful, so beautiful. And then my girlfriend, Ashley Wilson, who is a local photographer, who is incredible. She does weddings and family shoots and studio branding shoots. And she had me in studio for the branding shoot. And it was so much fun. I had all these quirky ideas and I really wanted to showcase my humor and just have fun with it. I'm, I... I feel like I'm really witty and I have a very sarcastic personality and that doesn't always come through in the podcast. Um, Some of the things that we talk about can be a little more serious or really like empathetic and sensitive, but there's also like a very smart mouth, sarcastic side to me. And, you know, I wanted to portray that in the pictures and I was really nervous leading up to it because I just felt silly. Like, am I really doing this? Am I really doing this photo shoot for this podcast? Blah, 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 blah. So I get there. And when I tell you that every corner of my Forerunner was loaded with bags of props and clothes and anything you could think of that might potentially be for the photo shoot. (laughs) I pulled up and I'm like, Hey, do you want to help me? And she came outside. She's like, yeah, of course. She came outside. She's like, Oh, holy cow. (laughs) Like you're, you're moving in to the studio. Like, yeah, yeah, I am actually, um, moving in. So I had sent her a bunch of like inspiration stuff that I had found different ideas. And then I had (laughs) options because if you're anything like me, you can pick out an outfit and be like, okay, that's what I'm going to wear to the concert. That's what I'm going to wear for school pictures. That's what I'm going to wear to my interview, whatever. But the me who picks out that outfit on XYZ day is not the same me that has to wear the outfit. And I might feel fat or bloated or ugly or uncomfortable. And I just wanted to feel confident and I wanted to love what I was wearing and love what I was doing. So I needed a variety of things, which again, led to me essentially moving in to the studio. Uh, I wrecked that studio in a matter of hours. The entire thing went from beautifully organized and ready to go for me to, holy cow, did we just have 700 models in here doing a show? (laughs) Like it was, oh my gosh, it was insane. But Ashley was amazing. And she just let me be me and she got my humor and she understood what I was trying to do and made it a lot of fun. We played music. We, we've we also known each other since we were like five or six years old, maybe seven. I don't know. We grew up since like early elementary school together. And um, so there's obviously like a history there. And that made me feel more comfortable than if it would have been a complete stranger because going into it, I know her and I know her heart and I know the kind of person she is. So I didn't feel like she was judging me or going to like make fun of me for any of my (laughs) dumbass ideas. She just was like, this is awesome. And I remember at one point she said, okay, 
do you feel comfortable like taking a drink of that and flipping off the camera? And I was like, yep, tip the bottle up, put the bird out. And she was like, oh yeah, you feel very comfortable. I'm like, yeah, I do. And so I would have these moments of comfortability. And then I would have these moments of like, just kidding. Like, don't, don't, I don't even know how to, say, how to say it. I remember talking to her and I'm like, she's, she had said something about, gosh, we were talking and I had said that, you know, I sometimes really struggle with being confident in my decisions and, and myself and the things that I'm doing and this imposter syndrome and whatever. And she was like, see, I don't get that vibe from you. Like you seem super confident and you're doing a really good job and whatever. And, and it was funny because in my mind, like even in the photo shoot, she was saying, you know, she would give me a direction and I would just take it and run with it. Right. And she's like, that's amazing. And I'm like, yes. And I want to do those things, but it, I feel like I need that permission. Like, fuck yeah, I'll flip the camera off and drink this bottle, but I need you to ask me to do it. Cause if I just do it beforehand, am I an asshole? Am I being something other than myself? Am I, you know, I get so in my own head and I overanalyze every single decision. I was talking to one of my girlfriends about that literally this morning. <laughs> she called me and she's engaged and they're addressing their wedding envelopes. And she was asking my opinion on, okay, you know, how should we address the envelopes for this person and this person? And we both kind of chuckled thinking that that's the type of thing that most people wouldn't care about. Like, it's not that serious. But her and I are like, oh, we don't want to do anything that's going to like upset anybody or make anybody offended or uncomfortable or whatever. So we spend so much time over analyzing and overthinking the most minute details that in the big scheme of things don't fucking matter. And I was telling her that, you know, my sister had said, I need to give a shit a little less about those things and my life would be better because I'm worried about something that most people don't care about. And it becomes such a big deal for me. <laughs> and that was very prevalent in the photo shoot. But pretty quickly into it, I started to get really comfortable and really like, yeah, this is my shoot and this is for my podcast. And and it needs to be whatever I want it to be and whatever I'm choosing for it to be. And I just need to have fun with it. And I need to not be anybody else other than me. So we did that and I think that it's going to be great. I haven't seen any photos yet, but I'm really excited. She's super, super talented and I just feel like they're going to be awesome. I am really, really excited for that. And I'm just excited to have them and get to use them and see them and yeah, I can't wait. So obviously when they come in, I will be sharing them over time on the Blonversations Instagram. So if you don't follow, please go follow it. I am getting ready to go shopping with one of my girlfriends because I am going to New York freaking city next week. And you guys, I am just <laughs> dying. I'm dying. I spent last night on Zillow <laughs> showing my husband all of the variety of apartments we could rent or buy 
in Manhattan, <laughs> anywhere from like $240,000 to $119 million. <laughs> and everything in between. I actually found one that I am so madly in love with that was about half a million dollars. So, you know, chump change. <laughs> and it was two apartments that they had turned into one massive apartment. And it was like tall ceilings and massive windows and just it was so fancy pants, so bougie, and also like old school, like what I picture New York to be from every movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Again, half a million dollars, but with the space you were getting, it was a five bedroom, I think it was five bedroom, five bathroom. And then it had an office and then it had this massive like game room den area and the building itself had a spa and a gym and a pool and like a rooftop whatever and a 24-hour concierge and a doorman and I'm like okay <laughs> see I fight really hard with the two personalities that I have or the two not personalities but the two parts of me I guess is what I meant to say that's like the one of me that wants to live on a mountain in Montana and not even be able to see a neighbor in sight and just have such a peaceful nature experience, right? And then the other side of me that's like, yup, give me an apartment in New York City. Let me go stand next to a skyscraper and feel tiny. And like there's this amazing world and hustle and bustle of the city where so many things are happening at all different hours and just the possibilities are endless, you know? So <laughs> for years, I have begged my husband to move there. I've never even visited, right? So a little hard for him to get on board with because we've like, when we had our hauling company, we've done hauls through there, but we've never actually like spent quality time there. And so I told him, I'm like, okay, this trip is either going to make or break my New York dreams. Like I'm going to go and I'm like, I know I'm going to love it, right? It's New York. And I know myself, I'm going to love it, but am I going to love it in the capacity of, it was amazing. I can't wait to go back and visit, but hell no, I could never live there. Or am I, am I going to love it in the capacity of, holy fucking shit. It's everything I thought it would be and more. It is amazing. I need to do whatever I can do to get there and pursue my dreams. Because my big, biggest dream in the world is to be writing and acting and doing comedy. And New York is such a mecca for writing, for acting, and for comedy. And if I could land probably number one dream, writing and acting on SNL. Like, I think that that would just be, like, thinking about living in New York and working on SNL sounds like such a fucking dream to me. And then being able to parlay that into different writing jobs and different acting jobs and doing movies and, oh my gosh, it just... It feeds my creative soul. It feeds that want to make something bigger than myself and put something out into the world that people consume. 
movies and television and books is something that has the ability to live on far after ourselves, right? And I love the idea of making people giggle and making people pee their pants. They're laughing so hard. I love the idea of making people cry in a sense of, you know, writing a beautiful story and having them watch it. I'm the type of person I cry at everything. I cry at commercials. I cry at movies. I cry at a good book. Like anything can really get my emotions going. And so thinking about creating something like that, that someone's going to consume and being the movie that they're going to put in well, I guess not really put in the DVD player. Most people probably don't have those anymore. Uh, maybe stream. Is that more 2021 appropriate? But being able to create something that when someone's feeling sad and they just want to watch a feel-good movie and putting that on and knowing that I had a part in making them feel something, making their day better, helping them through the process of grieving or gosh, I just want to laugh. Maybe it's like their favorite movie. They want to, you know, smoke a baby joint and put on a stupid movie and laugh. Like I just want to create something that brings people good feelings. And I have so many books, shows, movies that are like my go-tos when I'm feeling some type of way and, or the movie that every time it's on TV, I'm going to put on. Like, I don't care what I was intending to watch. I just saw this was on. Now I have to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It's amazing. And it always makes me feel good. Thinking about creating something like that and putting it into the world, that's that's what I want to do. So obviously I have these giant dreams and living in, you know, tiny little town, not really tiny. Don't let me be dramatic, but it's not New York City, right? So I live in a little town in Washington and there's acting, there's immense acting opportunities when it comes to local theater. There's different writing projects. There's a lot of indie stuff that you can do out here, but it's not exactly what I want to be doing, right? So I am still writing, but thinking and daydreaming of going to LA or going to New York and wanting to be in the hub of where these things are happening and going off on auditions. By the way, so many of my favorite TV shows are filmed in New York City that I'm like, uh, hi. (laughs) I told my husband, I'm like, listen, I know we both have like amazing jobs and stable careers and we're really just living that adult life. But there is a big part of me that's like, yeah, I'd rather be struggling in New York with like eight roommates working three waitressing jobs and going out on auditions because at least I'm pursuing my passion than working my, you know, steady income job here and doing, quote, like what we're supposed to do. That's the internal struggle <laughs> that I that I have most of the time. But anyway, so I told him like, okay this is going to be it. Like, this is really going to tell me if I need to alter the things that I'm doing for my future, or if I need to stay on the path that I'm on and keep writing and keep doing those things and whatever happens, happens. Like if I go there and I feel the magic that I think I'm going to feel, then fuck it. We need to make a plan for a couple years and figure out what we're going to do. He is pretty on board (laughs) with supporting me, he is not on board with packing up and moving our lives across the country. At least not right now. 
he is going into a new phase in his career. He loves his job. He loves most of the people that he's working with. He is doing very, very well and succeeding greatly. And so for him, he's like, yeah, I don't really want to like leave and have to start all over somewhere else. Like, let me put in some time, continue to promote and get to a level that I could transfer. And then let's see about moving wherever it is you think you need to be. And I respect that. He's coming from a very adult perspective on the situation, a very responsible perspective. And he's like, listen, like I, I think that you're talented. I think that you have the potential to be something great or greater than you are, whatever. Like he's so great and supportive, but he's like, it is also going to take us money to do these things. And while we have worked really hard, we don't just have, you know, money to quit our jobs and move across the country and chase our dreams. Like we're not at that level. So he's probably right. I think it's giving me a little bit of anxiousness thinking about going because what if I do hate it? <laughs> what if I go and I'm like, oh yeah, it's awesome, but heck no, I could never live here. And what does that mean for what I thought I wanted my future to look like? I don't know. See, here I am overanalyzing, overthinking something that is irrelevant at this point. <laughs> so anyways, I'm getting ready to go shopping with my girlfriend because I am going to freaking New York. I don't have some good staple pieces. We're going to be going to some nicer places and we're going to see a, a play on Broadway Friday evening. And I had a couple dresses. I pulled out some nicer dresses, but I've lost a lot of weight and they don't fit, which is amazing for me, but also I don't have anything that does. So I don't really want to wear like I have like office wear for my job. I don't want to wear that. Like I, I want to, I want to look pretty and I want to look bomb. It's New York. And I feel like it's a time to really step my game up <laughs> with my wardrobe. So anyways, going to do that, get a couple things and just try to not overpack <laughs> because I imagine I'm going to do a lot of touristy shit and I'm going to want some souvenirs or maybe we'll hit up some of the Christmas markets and I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect other than to have my mind blown and be utterly exhausted. We're flying in on a red eye. I don't know if that's super smart of us or super dumb, but I'm also really excited because with the time change when we land, it'll be eight in the morning and we'll have three like full days basically. So I'm excited about that, but <laughs> it's only a five hour flight. So we're going to be so tired, but I also think our adrenaline is going to be high and we're just going to be so excited to be there and we're going to want to do as many things as we can. So trying to find that balance and just really take it all in and enjoy it. I'm really, really excited. I will give everyone a full rundown, details on where we're staying, if we loved it, hopefully we love it, <laughs> and navigating the subway system and the things that we decide to do. Definitely excited to share that with you guys. 
and I'll be sure to fill you in on the next girls meetup and just how wonderful (laughs) it is. I'm really trying to make it feel like home here and make it feel like a place we want to be because I don't want to (laughs) be. And I recognize that staying hidden in my home, being a fucking hermit, isn't going to make it feel like home here. It's not going to make me enjoy my days better or enjoy being here better. So taking my own advice and living life. And also my husband and I are working really fucking hard now and we need to find the balance of being responsible adults and the balance of living a life that we enjoy. So we have decided that next year we are going to take trips and we are going to have experiences and we're going to do things and not just get so stuck in the daily grind of working and taking care of the house and taking care of the animals and responsibility and blah, blah, blah. Like going on this trip kind of started a snowball effect of us talking about all the things we want to do next year whether it's a camping trip or a day trip to the ocean or, you know, going to a concert or different things. We just want to live our life. Our family has suffered a lot of great loss this year. Some amazing, incredible people have passed away and it's been terribly hard. And it's also been a big reminder that we need to start living our fucking life and enjoying it. So that's what we're going to do. And per usual, I will take you guys along for the adventure. That's all I have for you today. As always, this is Blonde Versations. I am Bren. We will chat soon. Cheers.